This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. Welcome to Above Grade. I'm Bryce Jacob, and as always, I have Greg Hansberry here as our show's producer. Good morning. What's up, Bryce? All right. Well, it's just been a week since we uh, saw each other last, and when we saw each other last, we were rolling out the show and what this thing's all about. Did you take any nuggets home, or I did, have I, you slept at all? Well, I went home and organized my toolbox. Thanks. <laughs> Finally, now the, I'm the, anal about it. Toolbox. Yeah, yeah. But we got some clean cut guy in the studio here. Who's this uh, that you brought in? Yeah, it's not just you and I today. No. I, I brought a guest because you know that's what we want to do on the show is keep it interesting. People lose interest if it's just you and I, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't think it gets any more interesting than this. It's the founder of JS Brown and Company and CEO Jeff Brown. Hello. <laughs> Definitely applause worthy, indeed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, so 1978 was the year you founded J.S. Brown Company, so happy anniversary. Thanks. You yep. know, 40 years doing this, which is really exciting. Yeah. And uh, it flies, didn't it? Uh, it has flown, actually, yes. 40 years, you'd sound like a long time, but it's it has it does seem like it's very fast. You know, 1978 was a different time, and it was a different time for construction. And so what, what was it like when you got into construction? Because... You have a background, I'm sure, led up to 1978, and uh, and what got you into construction? Yeah, I I uh, <clears throat> that's all I've ever done. You know, I I graduated high school in 1974, and between 1974 and 78, I was still self-employed. Even in my senior year, as uh, uh, in high school, I I was uh, I was uh, I did roofing. So from and then I grew from roofing into roofing and siding, and then roofing and siding and windows, and then I started. I went inside the home and started doing kitchens and baths, and but uh, that's all I've ever done. So 1978 is when I officially started J.S. Brown Company. So, so nice humble roots because you're from Central Ohio as well, correct? Yeah. Yes, yes. I uh, my uh, dad, his name was John Brown, John Henry Brown. Actually, he worked for Columbia Gas for 40 years. And uh, I've got uh, seven siblings. Mm-hmm. I'm about right in the middle. And uh, <clears throat> my uh, my dad being blue collar and working all the time and having eight kids, my mom never worked. So uh, we, you know, we learned early on that uh, if you're going to get somewhere, you got to do it in your, you, know, you got to do it under your own uh, power. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, and Greg, I know you're over there chomping at the bit because you're dying to know if he actually has a brother, Charlie. Charlie Brown. Yeah. 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 Guess what? Grown. <laughs> I do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I have a brother named John Brown as well. <laughs> and Charlie Brown. I'm sure he heard that his whole life. Yeah, he's a Marine. Though. Oh, so, <laughs> so you don't want to mess, mess with him? Right. You don't want to pull the football out from under him. No. <laughs> so when you, uh, in 78, decided to, just four years out of high school, to, to start a company, what what was it that inspired that desire to say, hey, it's I'm going to start a company and I'm going to run with it? And what... How did you decide to even structure the yeah, business? I, I'll tell you that uh, I've got three older brothers, and then I mentioned my dad. Uh, they are all uh, hard workers. They were, you know, my my dad was one of those guys that <clears throat> when he he worked for Columbia Gas, and he was uh, at the latter part of his career, he was um, he was he was in large volume, and he inspected some of the work that the plumbers did. So the plumbers had to. Uh, install the piping and gas lines and stuff. And part of his job was to inspect it, turn it down if it was bad. And he had a reputation for, he'd turn it down, but then he'd go out in his truck and he'd get his tools and he'd come back in and he'd show them how to do it. And he'd, mm. that's, that's, 
And I remember him being on vacation at times and getting calls from people and, uh, and he'd walk them through and talk them. That was part of the, you <laughs> I bet know. your mom loved that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice vacation. She, right. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. She had, she had eight kids to worry about. She wasn't. <laughs> she there wasn't was never a vacation. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, that was part of it. It, it was displayed in front of me that, uh, you know, you serve people and you, and then my older brothers were all very good at what they did. My oldest brother, he taught, uh, carpentry and I don't know if you ever heard of it, but on, I think it's Southeast career center. They build a house every day mm. or every year inside and then they sell it and then they dismantle it. And he started that. He no, was, no yeah, he was the one, and there's a few employees that I've had over the years that came from, you know, his training. He was very well respected, and in fact, he's about ready to retire now. He's building, he works for an international company, and he builds $30 million plus buildings all over the world, and very well respected. And uh, my brother, Charlie, he was, uh, he was in the HVAC business, but he was at a very high level. He did robotics and magnetics and stuff like that and he used to get calls all the time too because people mm. trying to, that was uh that was how it was displayed to me so i love to serve i love to build i you know i love to remodel people's homes and uh, it's it's been in my dna from the very beginning so uh and i was not ever going to do anything to hurt the name that was already you know had a good reputation yeah yeah, yeah. and i think over 40 years and, and it didn't take that long, but you had a great reputation for all those decades. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I actually have a question, Bryce. So, you know, nowadays you get all these remodeling shows on TV and it seems to be kind of a fad to flip houses and stuff. But in 1978, did, like how hard did you have to beat the pavement to be a remodeler? How, you know what I mean? How was the demand back then? And, uh, you know, how did you... It was Get that uh, off the ground. It was different, but it was uh, it was new to me too because sure. I was a kid. I was a young, you know, very young man, and I uh, I I learned early to get around the right kind of people and learn. I was a sponge, wanting to learn. I you know I did go to college some, but um, in fact, I was uh, I was in college when a this major hailstorm hit Grove City, and there was so much work in Grove City, I, I stopped, and I just never went back. Because <laughs> there was so much work <laughs> to be so done. so much work to be done. Said the hail with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a groaner sounder, I'm realizing, for you. Grow. Yeah, you, absolutely. <laughs> well, I could say it was exciting work, too, to do siding. There's there's a lot of construction uh, <laughs> jokes we can we can tell oh, for Lord. sure. I learned them all from Jeff, as a matter of fact. <laughs> so yeah, you've um, I think building a team is really difficult too. Like like you said, Greg, you know how do you how do you get started when there's so much more knowledge today? It's hard to relate to 1978 when there were two faucets for kitchen sinks. There was one sink you could choose. You know there really weren't choices. It was laminate tops or laminate tops and there weren't a lot of uh product choices like there are today and that's going to be a lot of what we talk about on the show over the years to come are all the different products that are out there people get excited about but you've got to have that passion i think that's what the core you have to have because some people focus on the core being product and they don't understand service i think where you started from the roots are all about service and the product followed which was really you know a, a great time for you to start a company yeah i've seen a lot of change in 40 years Back when I first got started, they didn't have air nailers for roofing. 
Oh, and a swing an actual hammer. Yeah, and your your left thumb takes a beating because <laughs> you fill your hand <laughs> yeah. with nails, and you you get really good at flipping them out and hel- nailing them in. And and we used to be in competition with one another on the roof about how many squares we could put down in an hour. Now you could fly through that stuff like crazy with mm-hmm. air. But and then they went from that to air staplers, and then you had to learn to turn the turn the pressure down when it the hotter it got out or those staples would go right through the shingles and you know now they of course it's totally different mm-hmm. seen a lot of change but building a team that's uh you know i've wore every hat and wore every pair of shoes there is in this business so i like working with people i can tell you i can tell you what a guy's made of by working alongside him a whole lot more than listening to him talk about his resume yeah so that's how i started and and i and i've had a lot of great people around me over the years Take us back to the beginning of how you started building a team. Was it you and someone else, or was it just you out there, and you developed some partnerships with good trade partners, or you know, yes. how, how did the team? Yes, yes to, to all, all of it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, there was a time when it was just me, and there, and you know, uh, there was quite a few times when it was just me and one or two others with me, and uh, and I grew um, over the years learning that. Uh, uh, if I can find people that in what I'm asking them to do in that one piece of it, they're doing it better than I can do it. Then I hang on to that person and I move to the next one. So mm-hmm. I've done that over the years and I, I've got them all around me now. So Yeah. And I think that's something that, you know, with, with me working with you relatively recently and Greg, I've known Jeff for, oh gosh, well, it's been about 14, 15 years, somewhere in there, yeah. maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, and we were competitors. Uh, in the marketplace, but we were very respectful of one another. And, uh, I think we had a lot of admiration in, in particular. I know I had a lot of admiration for Jeff and what he was doing with his team. Um, and they were a good, fair competition to us. I always knew if they were talking to somebody in the living room that I went into to meet somebody for the first time, and if they had been talking to J.S. Brown, I knew that they were going to, regardless of the choice that they made to go with them or go with me, they were going to get taken care of. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of comp- competition you have to have in this sure. marketplace. In and this it, industry. it made you become probably better along the way because you had to bring it to compete. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that's the thing about good, uh, companies is they, they help you raise the bar. There's no question about it. The bar is defined by what the team at JS Brown had been doing. You know, I always admired a lot of their team and you're going to get to know them, you know, cause we were going to be having them in, into the into the studio with us to have on podcasts, but Monica Miller is one that will probably be a regular on the show. She's the most talented designer I've, I've ever known. Wow. And, uh, always wanted her on my team and I had to go join her, uh, to make that happen. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's what makes it really exciting. But, you know, building that team is really, really, uh, it's difficult in this industry. And when you talked about your brother, Jeff, and the things that he did, uh, with building the houses and, you know, inspiring an industry and youth in the industry to come along up. We just don't have things like that anymore. It's really hard to get these young guys coming out of school with that same passion and drive that they would leave school because of a hailstorm. You know, they're, they're leaving for other reasons now. And, uh, you know, we've got to find that next generation, not to shift our subject matter, but yeah. you know, that's a, it's a challenge for sure. It absolutely is. One of the things that, <clears throat> that I've learned over the years is when I'm finding those people that I want to, you know, that's one of the strengths. I guess if I've got a strength in business, it has been to recognize talent and then talking them into coming along, working with me. And there's a, over the years, I've seen a lot of people that I felt like I could teach how to uh, be better at their craft or faster at their craft. What I can't teach them, 
is what they should have got at home when they were five years old. That's mm. you, and yeah. that's what's that's what's lacking in such a higher degree these days than it used to be. I think there's an app for that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably right. Sure, there is. <laughs> I know there's a there's a lot of apps for our industry that are pretty good. Good. There's a, a level. You yeah, can turn yes, your phone yes. into a level. I mean, you have a toolbox in your phone these days. You try hammering with it. That's what I'd like to use it for, <laughs> to be honest with you. They drive me. If you could find crazy. an app that would teach people to uh, respect others and appreciate being in somebody's home, and that's the app, that's the app I'd like to find. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, it sounds like we're about ready to give a tip, so this is a perfect time of the, the show to give our tip of the week. It's time for the tip of the week. Spring was supposed to be around the corner some time ago, but it finally looks like it's arrived. With spring comes rain, and with rain comes problems when it comes to our homes. To reduce the chances for water getting into your home, take time this week to do the following. Take a walk around the perimeter of your home to make sure the grade slopes away from the foundation. Mulch doesn't count, so make sure you have good compacted soil sloping away. If you find low spots, have dirt delivered to build up the grade. While you're walking around, check the gutters to make sure all connections are still locked together and the gutters are clear of debris. That'll help prevent water from backing up and staying close to your foundation. That's your tip for the week. Now let's get back to our guest. All right, well, I'm with Jeff Brown. He's the founder and CEO of J.S. Brown & Company, which was established in 1978. We've just been talking a little bit about how he got into the industry, uh, his passion for it, and and, and uh, just kind of plugging through the 40 years and what's changed. So, um, you know, what what are some key things you've learned along the way? Okay, well... <clears throat> uh, not long after I got started, I got busy and uh, started growing. You know, uh, people started asking uh, for uh, you know for my services, and and <clears throat> I felt like I was trying to be everything to everybody. So that's one of the lessons that I learned in 1986. I changed all that because um, I just felt like I'm, I'm busy, but I'm not driving. I'm not steering, and so I I remember 1985. I built five homes. Every, for a little while, I was building homes, too. Um, and I I was remodeling homes, adding on to them, doing basements, you know, shingling them, replacing them, whatever was coming at me. And I had a lot coming at me, but I I just wasn't steering. And and also, there was a – so I started analyzing things and realized a few things in our market. One of the things in our market that's different than most any other market throughout the nation is uh, we have two builders here that build over 50% of the homes that's built. So, uh, why would I want to be among all those builders that are vying for the other 49% or so? I mm-hmm. just thought, I don't need to be, there's enough builders out there. Plus, there's not very many really good remodelers. There's a lot of remodelers, and they come and go. I can't tell you how many I've seen come and go mm-hmm. in 40 years. Yeah. They're generally, you know, they're, they're just a lot of them. So, but there was, at that time, and even still now, a very few number that are really good. Yeah. I, that's what I believe. And so I wanted to, uh, I, I, I decided that I wanted to be the a remodeler and I wanted to be the best remodeler I could be. And I wanted to structure myself to serve a certain, you know, I identified the customer that I wanted to work for, somebody mm-hmm. that loves their home and appreciates it and wants to, you know, appreciates quality and uh, appreciates that quality may cost a little bit more. Yeah. But also that understands that quality lasts long after price is forgotten and, and if you can stick to that's one of the things I've learned over the years. Quality is remembered long after price is forgotten. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's that's true. So Yeah. Well and you you've have quite a client base. I think about seventy seven percent of the total volume 
done at JS Brown comes from repeat or referral That's business right, yeah. to a huge number. So 23% of it are, are, are new people coming in. So obviously, you know, people don't tell their friends about you unless you're really bad or really good. And the really bad ones certainly aren't wanting to, to do business with you. So it's a testament of how the quality and what people are really remembering from the experience. Yeah. You've got, you got a good client base there too. You've got some kind of notables in and around the area. I don't know if you care to mention any of the names you worked with, but you, you've really established some nice relationships. Yeah, I've got great relationships. And that's one of the things from the beginning. I've always said, I want to see, I want to be able to see any and every customer at Kroger's and tell them hi and ask them how their kids are. In fact, I've got, I've got people that I've worked for that I've watched their kids grow up and get married and have kids. Yeah. <laughs> so. And now you're remodeling their house. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, well, right. yeah. 40 I years have, later. I have one family that I've worked for ever since I've been in business. And I worked for who I would call the grandparents who are, who are gone now mm-hmm. and the four sons and their families and all of their kids and their grandkids. And now they've had kids. And that's, that's the Stump family. I've known them my whole life. And, and there's, there's other families that I've done. There's the Ben teens here in town. Yeah. I've done 14 or 15 jobs for them. And, uh, Dr. Larry and Lisa Copeland, I've done every, every wet area in their house. I've re-roofed their house two times yeah. over the years. So awesome people. I, we you know, just finished a wine room for them. Yeah. Actually speaking of wet areas. There you go. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I. I love working. I love building that kind of relationship and working for people and serving them well and um, seeing them again. I just saw Larry and Lisa at a restaurant over in Hilliard and, um, you know, spoke to them briefly. But, you know, I, mm. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Can we talk more about the wine room? <laughs> <laughs> Quit your wine. <laughs> Grown. <laughs> you have to get, when you get Monica in here, talking about that because she designed it. Yeah, she did. Yeah, and that's gotten a lot of, publicity that's a, a nice wine room you know and, that's you know, the other side of this the, you know I've, I've worked with some of the most talented people i can imagine and monica is one of them yeah but old harold my old cabinet maker unbelievable craftsman you know and i've had guys out in the field that worked with him that communicated back and forth and talk about radius and concave and convex you know trims and <laughs> and get it right down to he, I've, I've had guys out in the field could order pieces inside the cabinet shop and talk like that and have it ready to send out the next morning to fit perfect. That's the kind of talent that I've been around for 40 years. You following this? Concave something or other. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think, uh, I think there's an app for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope so. Because, yeah, you don't hear that, you don't hear that uh, uh, talk uh, from guys much anymore, do you? No. We've, no, we've gone to computers to tr- figure things out, and it's, um, yeah. it's been a little... little there's good and bad with it. Yep. There was a time when I, I came into the cabinet shop, uh, and old Harold, uh, had have the, he'd had a big pendulum swinging from the rafters to run a curved piece of trim through the big shaper and, and had all these holes. <laughs> he'd spend a day setting up something like that, that it would take 10 minutes to run. That's the kind of talent. Another time I came in and he had it laid horizontal, like a 20 foot radius curve. Mm-hmm. Trim. And, uh, yeah, you don't see that kind of stuff anymore. Mm, no, you don't. I mean, uh, that's kind of a lost art and Harold has since passed. He did some yeah. time ago, I believe. Yeah. 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 I loved Harold. Yeah. He's a good guy. Now, some people have seen you driving around town, Jeff, uh, in an antique truck, you know, yeah. so, and that's something you also love. It isn't just remodeling, but you're taking care of old vehicles. Yeah. Too. I like to remodel old trucks too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a 31 model double A Ford. It's got our company name on it. And, uh. 
it's in parades and things like that. We, yeah. I have fun with that. We drag race it. Yeah. <laughs> Anything under 25 miles per hour. 25 miles good. an hour with a, <laughs> with a tailwind, maybe. It's more tractor than truck. Absolutely. <laughs> but you worked with the uh, fire department as well to restore. Yep. Is that up our part? Arlington. Arlington yeah. the, their first fire engine. Yeah, I got, to, I got to enjoy working with them and helping them to restore that. Yeah, and that's seen in the parades as well yep. now. In fact, the first year that it was in the parade, it wasn't under its own power yet, and I I pulled it through the parade with one of my tracks. So. You had to pedal yeah, like the Flintstones. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. had to pull it through the parade, yeah. Yep. That's, that's excellent. So how do you plan to celebrate 40 years of business? You know, I... I've been thinking about that. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. I want to talk to you about that. Yeah. Yeah. But it you was know, a wine room you guys are talking <laughs> yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'd love that's to include some room. of these people that I b- briefly mentioned and a few others that, uh, that have supported me over the years that I've done. You know, I'd love to have some kind of celebration that I could invite them to. You know, and I've got many of them like that. It'd mm-hmm. take, a, it'd take a, a big venue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a big milestone, you know, that, I, I don't know that I'm going to get the statistic exactly right, but I think it's about 90% of remodelers go out of business within their first five years. That's true. And, uh, and so it's, it's pretty amazing when you make it to 10 years and then 20, 30, 40. Um, I don't know if there's a remodeler that's been around in the marketplace any longer than you. You know, uh, my uh, uh, home improvement contractor's license used to be number 183. Yeah. And they used to number them like that. They changed them. I don't mm-hmm. know what the number is now, but uh, yeah, I used to be proud of that because I'd never heard of anyone that was in the business longer. But, yeah, so. yeah. I know for the area, I don't, I don't know anyone that has, and I know them pretty well, and, and worked for one that's right on your heels. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. So uh, you know, uh, again, great companies, and you're right. There's just a handful of them out there. So. Good stories. You got to have a bunch of good stories because I'm on the verge of writing a book about all the things <laughs> yeah. I've run into. Oh yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, I could. I, I, I uh, there's a lot of stories. That, a lot of there's a lot of projects that I've gotten to do that I really, you know, what I really love about the work that I've done over the years is I get to change the quality of people's lives, the way that they live in their homes, and uh, and I, and I've got there's a there's so many, uh, but there was a. There was a, a lady that was single that had 12-year-old twin daughters that comes to mind. She lived in a historical home, and it was built in 1800, so it, the rooms were very disconnected, and uh, there was no basement. And uh, uh, we added on to the back of their house, which was fun, very fun, because it was, uh, it was very historical, and we had to match. It was in a historical district in um, uh, Worthington. And we had to match a lot of the detail. And I, you know, I love that. I love it when people take the time and want to do it right. And she did, but they made her anyway, cause it was a historical area. But, uh, we added on a, a nice, uh, family room and, a, a dinette area. And we like doubled the size of their, their kitchen and opened all that up to their kitchen, which they didn't have before. And then I've always thought, um, and now those girls are probably 20 years old now. And from 12 to 20, they're probably off on the, in the college mm-hmm. now. And the difference that I feel like, like we got to make in the quality of their life from that, you know, they, they spent, they lived in those three rooms that we built for them, uh, over the last six years. So that's yeah. the kind of stuff I love to do, you know, and I've, I've done, you know, I put elevators in homes. I, I, yeah. I remember doing a job for someone that had a, handicapped child that was getting to the point where it was, he's hard to lift up and, you know, take him around. And, uh, we, uh, 
we did a project where the elevator, we, we put an elevator in the house and a track system in the ceiling that picked this boy up and took mm. him from room mm-hmm. to room and, uh, and would take him through a closet to get dressed and into the bathroom so he could shower. Yeah. And then they'd, they would take him to an outside door on the second floor balcony and you'd open the door and shift it to another track that would take him around and put him in a hot tub. We got to change that boy's life. And that's the kind of stuff I've got. Yeah. I've, I've had yeah. to do. Cool. With yeah, that's, yeah. that's good stuff. And in a future podcast, we'll do the ups and downs of elevator. <laughs> so that was a good segue. Grown about six or seven groans by now. <laughs> There's a I, bunch of them. I could go on and on. There's so many yeah. stories yeah. over the years. So what do you see for the future? I know that you're, uh, you're going to uh, do this for a handful more years and, and then, uh, uh, you know, I, you're not going to stop. I know that. No, I, I, I think you'll get tired of me being around, but. Uh, no, I, I, uh, it's hard for me to, I can't, I can't hammer nails hardly anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I still get to, but not, not in business. I had to move to the other side of the desk and, yeah. and manage and, but I still love to work. In fact, when I go home, I, I, I look for that opportunity. So I, I love to work, but I, I, I was always excited about the craft that I did and, um, you know, any, what I would get to build. Now I get to uh, watch others around me achieve their goals. That's kind of like where my, that's what excites me now. Mm-hmm. You know, I still love serving people, but I get to do it through others and I, and I get to see them succeed. So that's, that's, yeah. I, I'm going to be around as long as I can doing that. Good, good. And, and I certainly hope that you are. <laughs> we like having you around. It's good to see you around. And, and I know whenever our customers come in, they always like to see you. It's nice to see the man with the name on the door. That's for sure. Well, Jeff, uh, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate you coming in and taking time. I know you're very busy. You're still going full steam ahead. So to carve some time out to chat with us has been really wonderful. And uh, I want to thank you for coming in. I'm glad to do it. So, And I'll look forward to, to seeing you tomorrow, I'm sure of it. <laughs> All right. But um, I want to tee up what we have coming down the pipeline here. So uh, next, uh, the next podcast that we're going to have available to you, I've got the team from America's floor source coming in and we're, they're going to get floored with us. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah. So from tile to stone to carpet and wood, and we'll get covered on the latest trends of floor covering. So you want to be sure to check out above grade every week for exciting news surrounding construction in central Ohio at jsbrowncompany.com. If you just can't get enough construction news, be sure to check out our archive of above grade podcasts on iTunes or at jsbrowncompany.com. Still want more? Be sure to tune in for From Our House to Your Home, the Remodeler Showcase with Frog Hauling each Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. on Sunday 95. Till next week, this is Bryce Jacob wishing you a great week. Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.